0: Morning. (laughs) And now, your hosts for this evening, Don't Feed the Artists. Fuck, I thought it was Mick Jagger at a bar.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm Hagen. I'm Dave. I'm Adam. I'm Jackson. I'm not going to do the accent again because I fucked it up last week. Um, Welcome to Don't Feed the Artists. How was everybody, before we get into the main topic, how was everybody's Thanksgiving? Yeah, that was good.
0: All right. It was relaxing. It Looking was, it was nice. Uh, So I, I can't remember if I mentioned it or not when it happened, but during the freeze. Yeah, you got married. Oh, yeah. Uh, during <laughs> the freeze, I got married. <laughs> during the freeze, uh, my mom's house got, like, fucking wrecked from from pipes and shit. And so um, only recently did it finish, like, finally getting put back to the way it was. And she always hosts Thanksgiving for the family at her house. So it was, like, this giant thing to finally get back into her house. Oh, get back? Yep. <laughs> did y'all do a ribbon cutting? <laughs> no, no. instead when I got there there was still stuff that needed to get put away and so like, I, I, but, but she was, she had the Atlantis set documentary on, so we got to watch that while we were finishing like cleaning everything and she had done most of it, but I just did like some lifting and kind of just tidying stuff up. and then we just like chilled and, and uh, I very, very intentionally um, put on, on so my mom has like an Amazon like prime fire stick thing. So I very intentionally put it on that and put Spotify on with Foo Fighters on loop all day, and my cousins could not figure out how to put football on. Very <laughs> intentional. <laughs> that's,
2: that's really funny. Did anybody <laughs> watch
1: the dog show? No. I did.
2: Uh, the football game? No. Oh, I was like, what's it?
1: I don't, no, there's a dog show yeah. after the Macy's Day Parade. Oh, okay. Every oh, that's year. right. That's
2: I don't right. know anything about football or dog shows, so I just assumed you are talking.
1: Dog show is actually fun to watch because it's just like at one point it is like people being snobby about dogs but then at some point it is also like they there's things like uh the English Bulldog won best of breed for its uh category and uh, I didn't realize this but like most of you think of dog shows of like they have to be extremely you know um trained and very uh docile but Uh, this English bulldog was falling asleep on the stand and then they had to pick him up to run. And then when he was running, he did one of those like shakes where he like shook himself awake where he's like, all right, I guess I'll do it. And uh, I was like, man, that dog's going to lose because of that because he was tired. And then my partner was like, no, actually they like it when dogs have like uh, an attitude like that because they consider that part of the breed and it shows that, hey, that's a more purebred dog. And I was like, this is fucking wild. Yeah, (laughs) it was so fun.
2: That yeah. sounds like more fun than the football game. I watched a little bit of it, and I just didn't know
1: I'm so what was football. going on.
0: Well, the Cowboys lost, so that was like the... In overtime, right? Yeah. I mean, they, they shouldn't, like, they quote-unquote shouldn't have lost that game, and they were behind for the majority of the game, and then uh, it was just a stupid game. So uh, I'm glad we didn't have to watch it so my cousins couldn't get mad during Thanksgiving. There you go. That's nice. Um, yeah. I mean, Thanksgiving's
1: nothing too exciting for me either so yeah i, I mean I'm yeah it, st- I it, it, i'm
2: still getting used to being around family
1: yeah that's that uh, like, like, yeah. a
2: big group of family in one contained place is like i love those people but after a while i was like i just need a little break oh, it gets tiring yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that was that that, that was yeah, the,
3: I, did, I did drink a lot of wine on thanksgiving <laughs> <so>. Dude, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah rosy cheeked adam i, I paced
2: myself all day because like my father-in-law was like hold on i did
0: what <laughs> I got I got a shot video from you at, at like noon.
2: Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's that's called, how I, That's called pacing. I, no, I started the day with a shot. I said, "Is it too early?" And you said, "No."
0: Oh yeah, I did say no. It's yeah. fine. So yeah.
2: that was my father-in-law. He was like, "Let the bars open," and I'm like, "Oh fuck." So I did pace myself. I was doing. I was pulling a Hagen where I was drinking uh, like a soda in between each drink. Yeah, and I was drinking light beer for most of the day, so I never got intoxicated at all. Nice still hung over the next morning and i was like this fucking sucks
0: well, of course,
1: because if you're having soda was it soda water or like yeah just soda bucket? water never mind i, I was gonna say if it, well i was gonna say if you're drinking a soda between and then a no. beer like you're dehydrating the <laughs> fuck out of yourself yeah exactly <laughs> also yeah be
3: like too much sugar for anyone to handle yeah, yeah. yeah. i was at, I'm being really safe at the end of the yeah. day
2: i'm like tweaking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was at my
1: uh thanksgiving get together until uh midnight 30 And, uh, then I was on my way home and he was like, Hey, we're right next to your house. We're at a bar. I was like, well, I kind of have to go. And so (laughs) we went there and, uh, we were hanging out outside. (laughs) It was cold. And then this man walks up and, uh, says,
0: what did he say? He, He said, he said, Hey, what's your name? (laughs) (laughs) to to jackson it was because he didn't open with what he thought your name was i think he did he said are you kenny something oh i guess he did yeah because
1: i I never told him my name i wouldn't have done that yeah um but he said like are you kenny i said nope i'm not why and he said good because if you were and meanwhile this guy's fucked up yeah uh looks like because
0: if you were (laughs) yeah
1: and he's like in his maybe later 50s Uh and he he's like good because if you were i would have punched you in the (sighs) face and i was like oh man, I promise you I'm not Kenny. And he, then he just kind of stands next to me for a while. And I was like, I'm fine with this. He starts asking about my jacket. He like is rubbing my jacket and like he's rubbing my jacket right where my wallet was. So I was like clutching my wallet. Like, man, this, I am so like, I couldn't tell if I made it a like a quick move to get away from the guy, if he would have like lunged at me. I was like, I'm just gonna this take, is my life now. I'm gonna take the beta approach and I'm just gonna stand here and hope for the best. And then he and then he start kept saying he's like he he would chuckle to himself he's like I swear you're Kenny I was like fuck <laughs> I'm not Kenny <laughs> and
2: are you watching this happen the whole time? Hagen, Hagen came
1: in to defend me at one point like he I tried like, to
0: get in between them but there was like not a lot. I, so well, that it's well, just well,
1: three dudes awkwardly standing <laughs> well, back to back. It started like the guy was maybe about five feet away from me and then at some point. He, like, staggered a little closer to me where he was, like, two feet away from me. And
2: is he facing you or beside you? Uh, He's facing me. Oh, my God. And uh, And he's touching your jacket? Yeah. At that point, like, I I was
1: sitting there, like, well, I guess this is going to happen. I'm going to have a black eye. And then uh, Hagen, like, when the guy is two feet away from me, like, comes up and, like, is, like, trying to wedge himself between us. Because, like, I'm a small guy. If somebody attacks me, I'm
0: probably going to get fucked up. I
2: bet you're scrappy, though.
1: Yeah.
0: And he kept, he kept, he would not stop. Like he would, he'd get go away for a little bit and then come back into like trying to get into our it circle. Just, it was just like, just to confirm dude. he's not Kenny again. <laughs> yeah. It was absolutely bizarre. And that
1: brings us somewhat into what we're talking about today because we had an <laughs> argument with this man about <laughs> yeah. what year the Beatles broke up because he was saying like, Oh man, like that, that's the seventies. And I was like, no, man. Because like, he was saying like all these albums of the Beatles came out in the 70s. I was like, look, no. man,
0: you're wrong. <laughs> Sorry. I said, I, I'm I, on a podcast. I, I listened, <laughs> I listened but to him. You might
3: have uh, mentioned Joe Rogan and that would have been yeah, exactly oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay.
0: I listened to him for quite some time and I looked at him and I was like, it was 1969. And he gave me this look like I was Kenny and that he was going to hit me in the face after I said it was 1969.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he just wanted to be, he's like, woke up and was like, I'm going to punch someone named Kenny today. Yeah. <laughs> Are you Kenny?
1: <laughs> well.
0: If if that's you,
1: if you're our listener, don't do that again. That was a dick move. Yeah. (laughs) You're being a dick. Uh, So uh, what we're here to talk about, we're here to talk about uh, this week's uh, biggest release, the Omicron uh, variant. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. We're here to talk about uh, The Beatles' Get Back, which is the uh, Peter Jackson-helmed documentary, uh, directed, whatever you want to talk about. We'll talk about how exactly it came together. But before we get into any of that, we got two things off the bat anything we're about to say it's our opinion and if you're curious oh why do these guys feel this way what's their uh, relationship with the Beatles we did that last week we did an episode it's an hour long where we kind of just discussed our history with the Beatles what we think about the Beatles um, and their impact on the world at large so if you're curious about that that's out there Um, and then the second thing is you know if you're a Beatles fan, if you're somebody who's just vaguely interested in this and likes to go in, uh, blind, I, I mean, like we're we're not gonna hold back from spoilage. Not that there's anything like some like oh uh, you know, uh, Ultron comes out in the third uh, episode or anything
0: like that. <laughs> it's nothing like that. I mean, it is very straightforward. It and, is a documentary. And Lennon put the Infinity Gauntlet on and then snapped, and the Beatles were broken up. Yeah, and then like <laughs> some dude came out and shot him and was like ah. 27th chapter or whatever. 10 years later.
1: No, no I man, heard that was, was the 70s. I heard that was
3: the 70s, yeah.
1: Yeah. No, he died in <laughs> 1980. <laughs> I know. That that was the joke. Um so, you know, with that, you guys ready to get in to get back? You guys good? Let's Any, do it. Uh Adam, do you know the history of like how this came together?
3: Uh I mean loosely, I know the main thing is that Peter Jackson decided to start working on documentaries.
1: Who is Peter Jackson? No, you have to uh, do that.
3: You have to explain this. You're, you're the he you built your childhood. Okay,
1: so. yeah, the architect of my childhood is what I <laughs> said. All right, I was trying to give you uh, so, some uh, strutting room, but I got this, Adam. Uh, so Peter Jackson, uh, he handed
2: you the ball and then promptly took it back. Yeah,
1: New Zealander. Where uh, <laughs> yeah, did I hand it? Adam just yeah. passed it back? Peter Jackson is well known for uh, you know a few movies, uh, most notably uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. So. He has, uh, at this point, I mean, he he's set. I mean, he could do nothing for the rest of his life based off of uh, selling Weta uh, and then also um, the fucking Lord of the Rings movies. He's yeah. he's set. Uh, so it does feel like at this point in his career, he's kind of just doing what he, like, what fancies right. him, he, he's which is in, cool.
3: He's taking that money and his crew and production people that he's worked with to go do new things. Like, yeah. Production-wise, they produced a couple movies that are, like, probably too weird to ever get made otherwise. And then started doing this documentary about World War One, Which is which apparently super good. Is really good. Uh, Recolorized it's very, it all. Very short compared to this. Uh, it's 90 minutes. Um,
0: <laughs> I think most things, things are very it. short compared to this. Well,
3: fair. But Peter Jackson has a reputation for making very long movies. Bloatfest. Um, but they uh, they dug through like 600 hours of video and restored it all for for that, that, for that project. Yeah. And so they used some of that technology for this. I don't know if it started by them going to the Beatles or the Beatles going to them. but I think it was him. Uh, he was in the vaults where
2: all the footage was and was like, what, what is, what's up with this footage? Are we doing anything with it? And they were kind of like, I mean, no. And, and like, yeah, this is Apple Productions. Yeah, Apple Productions. And it it
3: like, is important to mention that Peter Jackson is a very outspoken, lifelong Beatles fan, too. he had an interest in doing this he collects a bunch of things so who knows why he was there that is one thing
1: that i want to we don't i don't want to answer it now but i do want to posit that question of like do you have to be a beatles fan to make something like this or is there someone like you know an up-and-coming director i could see like if you're not a beatles fan you you could you would have to like take the opportunity of like well this will get my name out there but someone like peter jackson who doesn't need to do this he doesn't need the name recognition with someone like that who's not a beatles fan do you think that would help out and we can think on that i mean
2: right off the bat i think as long as your motive is to tell the truth yeah then and and you have the time to do your research on the events leading up to that those those recording sessions and stuff then yeah i think so
3: well that and the time to like dedicate to digging through all these hours and hours of video because yeah. they, so, they went through about 60 hours of video and 150 hours yeah, of audio to, yeah. to produce this entire
1: thing. And yep. then another thing that uh, they didn't really say this in the documentary, but I read about it is that they, so traditionally, I, I don't know if most people know this, but that little clicker at the beginning of uh, movies, the uh, the thing where you say action and slam the top shut. The reason they do that is to sync up the audio and the visual. So you have that loud, that that clap noise, and you know, okay, that's where we, uh, we see them clapping it together and we hear the clap, that means we sync them up. So they didn't do that for this uh, documentary, for the most part, like for the 60 hours of footage. Uh, I think there's probably maybe like two hours where they actually yeah, do it. They yeah. did
3: only for the stuff intended for the movie that this was originally recorded for.
1: And the reason they did that, they didn't do the clapper. I don't know if that's actually what it's called, but the reason they didn't do that is because they didn't want to bother the Beatles because it was a writing session which that gets us into what kind of the story behind this and once again spoilers going forward like if you're still here like we're not going to restrain ourselves but um that's where it gets into uh the way i understood it is that for that um hey jude uh music video they actually are performing in front of a crowd and that was their first time doing that for a while
2: it was like three years
1: or something? Yeah, and they essentially, they had such a good time that they're like, let's do this, like, let's write and record an album in front of an audience. And uh, that's kind of where this came from. So if you're going into this documentary thinking like, oh, you know, it's a, a super long documentary, which we will say in a minute how long it is. I'll 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 have Adam or someone just read out the minutes of each episode. But um, it... Is not a comprehensive. Like there is a maybe twenty minutes at the get go of saying like this is the Beatles till now. They establish who Brian Epstein is, and yeah. then the rest is just this writing and recording. This they album. really
0: yada yada through the Beatles they, history. They do. they breeze <laughs> <please laughs> yeah. through that so quick. Yeah. I
3: was like, I don't know how. I don't even know what the point of this was. Like, <laughs> I mean, like it was it was good they,
0: context, but it was still just like, and the Beatles did this, 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 and now we're caught right. up. Yeah, well, and
1: for, here's
2: four hours of rehearsal. For
1: the yeah. most part, I didn't, like, I agree with you guys. I was like, that wasn't necessary. If you're watching this, you know this. But there was one part where they explained who Brian Epstein is, and if you don't know who that is, they mentioned him in a discussion later of like, oh, when Mr. Epstein passed away. Uh, and I was like, see, if they hadn't discussed right. that, i wouldn't have known that like i vaguely knew who brian epstein was before this
3: there's parts of that like introduction area which i think is even maybe less than 15 minutes maybe 10 maybe yeah it was very short especially in the whole scheme of things but i it's important context for some of the things but then when they're talking about like oh they released this album and they did this movie you're like yeah but i mean people know that if they're watching this so it seemed weird to even bother
2: maybe as it's as like uh previously in the beatles yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it does kind of <laughs> it does kind of play like that. Actually, it is yeah. it, it is
0: really good context to see everything and it's just like even though it was quick and like even though most people know probably all if not most of what they were talking about, it still was good to just have that in the beginning to just like set the stage um, of what we were about to get into. So you watched yeah, it
1: with your mom the first episode, yeah. So like I, I imagine like if I were to watch this with my parents, I don't know your mom's relationship with the Beatles, but like if I were to watch this with my dad, that ten minute section is
0: like integral to his experience because if it
1: was just gone he would be like what is this
0: yeah i mean i i think that i think that for for both me and my mom she wasn't a huge beatles fan it was it was it was was nice to just yeah stone's house stone's family yeah so uh it was nice to just have that in the beginning for both of us um nothing could have prepared you for what was to come jesus but it was it was (laughs) it was definitely nice to just have this whole like and here are the beatles just quick Kind of thing
3: when it does provide good context, too. To um, the, like you know, they'd gone on tour a bunch, and then they stopped touring, and that's why this project was so you know significant,
0: right?
1: Do you guys want to just get our general thoughts out of the way, and then the rest of the episode can be us just like stream a thought, like talking through it? Because, like, right now, I feel like we're just kind of going through. I don't, if, I don't know what happened. I don't know day one, one the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're Let's not gonna yeah. do that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get our so Adam. My favorite how days long? were the days when nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Adam, do you yeah. have the timestamps pulled up or so how the, long uh, it is?
3: The total length is four hundred and sixty eight minutes.
1: Which is like nearly nine hours. Close to
0: nine hours. Jeez. Um
1: <laughs> and, and, just
0: just remember that. Close to nine hours because a lot of articles are saying seven hours long. And how was yeah. it
1: released? Like what
0: was so the release? They
3: actually originally this was gonna be a movie. Which is what we would expect from Peter Jackson. They the wanted it
2: to be two and a half hours long.
3: Well, he he was pushing for like three or four hours in a theater yeah. with an intermission. That would have been cool. No, um, it would not. But have I, th- been. I think <laughs> when <laughs> he pitched <laughs> it, when <But> he pitched
2: <laughs> it, they they were like, "We really wanted it to be two and a half hours." Yeah, right. And I'm he's sure like, I'll
3: they, try. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they did, but he <laughs> was didn't probably try at all.
2: <laughs> his first rough cut was 18 hours long.
3: Yeah, which, and maybe that would have been fine if they broke that out into a TV show with hour long episodes, maybe for. 20 weeks or whatever, but, you know, it, it it's weird because it was released on Disney as a miniseries with each episode coming out every day, and each episode is longer than most movies.
1: And I don't want to get to the bottom of this, but I know I didn't come up with this idea to watch the whole thing. I'm positive <laughs> Hagen wasn't. I don't want to know who it was, because I might punch that Kenny in the face. I think my name's Kenny. I think it was... <laughs> We
3: talked about like when it was releasing, I think, and how long it was going to be. And I think we all were kind of like, yeah, we probably should watch that. Yeah. And then it just kind of happened.
0: About the Disney thing. Disney wanted to take out uh, all the cussing. All the, all the
3: cursing and yeah. the smoking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What? Which is like, like Which is like, yeah, that's, how, that's how you cut it down to two and a half hours right there. <laughs> but apparently,
1: like, the Beatles, like, the the living members, and then also, like, the... the um,
3: well, and Peter Jackson refused to do it in the first place yeah.
1: well and specifically because like they the beatles the remaining members and like the wives george harrison and, uh, yeah and george
2: and... Her- george harrison's wife sorry
1: yeah they specifically said no that's how we talked we don't want we want to be we want it to be as truthful as possible which has anybody watched let it be the documentary that they no. shot this for i
3: have not but i recently acquired it from a you know place on the internet so i can it fell watch off the it. Truck. and it is
1: bad quality it's yeah, like really
3: three, Art- 320p like part of me
1: wants to watch it because they're it, remastering
3: it though peter jackson and his crew well, so I'll, I'll be more interested to watch it as it's restored yeah as long as they don't do an extended edition that one is be an extended edition i know yeah <laughs> that one is
1: more along the lines of like the beatles had already broken up at that point and it was very skewed of like oh look at the tensions whereas this yeah. one there are tensions in it, but its it feels more like, hey, this is, like, for nine fucking hours, it has to be this way. It's, like, this is what was actually... It's it's very fly on the wall. It's not, like, you can tell, like, from that the let it be one, I've heard that it is more along the lines, they're guiding the narrative. Whereas yeah. for this, it is very much fly on the wall, for better or for worse. So I'll go ahead and say my thoughts on it. Uh, There are some really cool, like, perspective-changing things I always, in my mind thought uh you know it was you know paul mccartney and john lennon were the leader of the beatles and that may have may have been the case at some point but very clearly in this documentary it is paul mccartney lennon should not have had any writing credits for some of these songs (laughs) and paul mccartney is a big old asshole and i was just
2: like it's perspective but he's he's in charge very and, uh, reluctantly too he said he doesn't like B. he's right. like i don't like being the boss yeah but it's been like this for the last couple of years
0: yeah he doesn't like it but you know someone's gotta after, do it after, and, after I mean, mr like, epstein died and yeah i he's think he's like we didn't have a guiding force i think that he probably doesn't like it but he also probably is like someone has to do it and then also he wouldn't re- he wouldn't keep doing it if he really didn't yeah like he, it. he definitely There's enjoys it a little some bit some part of him because and sorry to cut you off jackson but uh like he i totally agree with the 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 songwriting thing like there there's clear like you could see the vision in his head of how each song is supposed to go and the fact that they don't see it that way is like a fucking offense to him sometimes yeah and and it it reminded me of in sound city when uh, like Paul McCartney comes in and writes that song with with Dave Grohl and he and Dave's like, man, I wish it could always be this easy. And Paul's like, it is. He's like, it is. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's like you think about that and it's like, yeah. If 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 everyone just has to listen to what Paul McCartney says, it is that easy. But when you're like four best friends who are like tired of having to listen to this clear like genius, but from your perspective, equal, like it's it can get frustrating.
1: So it, it's just like there are so many perspective changing things. It's really cool as a musician to see some of the stuff that we're gonna talk about in a bit. But like overall, I thought to myself, okay, if I like I remember I wasn't super in on this uh, documentary when I heard about it. I love Peter Jackson, not a huge fan of the Beatles. And then I saw the trailer and I was like, actually this looks super cool. I'm a sucker for any type of like uh how the, you know, whatever's made, uh, how the sausage is made uh, when it comes to music. So I was like, okay, cool, I'm going to watch this. And then I thought to myself, and then we said, we're going to do, do it for this. So I committed and I did watch the whole thing. But then I thought to myself, would I have organically liked this more if I had been able to pace myself out? And I think the answer for me is no, because I think what would have happened is I would have watched the first hour of that first episode and said, fuck this, I'm out. And would have never picked it back up again. So, you know, take that for what it is, but we'll get into like the details of like, you know, perspective changing things that like what I thought of as a musician was super cool and what I know Hagen thought on the opposite (sighs) side of that, hated it. But like, Dave, what were your thoughts on that? The
2: album before this that came out, I think it was Abbey Road or the the White Album.
1: Well, hey, let this, by the way, I was completely confused by this. So, this is important to clarify this. yeah, Yeah. Abbey Road came out. It, was yeah. So,
3: released yeah before let it be but it, it was, was recorded after recorded let after. it be so
1: okay. i had this perspective that this was like oh man this is their last time recording together that is not it's the not. case okay. because like when uh, ringo's doing that have you heard my octopus song yeah i was like wait y'all you already released that what do you I, mean th- have you heard I that? i did think that was like so I looked at it Himself being a jackass, I being like,
3: I've written I've a song. They, I, they, they, song?
1: Recorded Abby, they recorded this, uh, or sorry, Let It Be was recorded in January and a little bit more in April, like just a couple pickups.
2: And then they and, were done in May, right?
1: In February, they record Abbey Road. Oh,
2: okay. Well, I think, I think it was the White Album. <clears throat> they are originally going to record the songs from the White Album. That was what the right. TV movie thing was for. And then they did, like, like Jackson said, they did the, that song in front of the crowd, and they were like, okay, well, let's write uh, 14 new songs.
3: Well and they wanted to perform them. They in, said like thirty at the it, start. Yeah. They well,
0: said they said like twenty or something like the that. The goal yeah. the
2: goal was fourteen, but to perform, they yeah. to perform fourteen, but they wanted to write thirty or forty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that was Paul. Yeah. I think he was like, Well, look, that's why he got pissed at uh, George. Yeah. Uh, definitely very eye opening. The coolest thing for me about watching this whole thing was seeing moments like Paul McCartney just going, Well, I've got a song and he starts playing uh Let It Be. Man, and it's like not finished.
1: Did you get the Uncanny Valley though? Like where they he would sing a lyric, and you're like, "That's not how it goes, man." Yeah, I had that like Uncanny Valley of music where like they were doing that opening for Two of Us, where the ding 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 ding, ding ding, but they just did the ding 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 ding, and I was just like, "That's not how you play it, dumbass." Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And and especially
2: hearing John Lennon go like. Yeah that song kind of needs something else. It it takes a while to get where it's going. It's kind of boring. So then they come up with the do do, 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 yeah. do, do, do. And then uh who was the guy? Billy was Preston. it was it Billy Preston? Yeah. No, Glenn Please. Johns was like oh, yeah. he was like, "Hey, uh you should space that out a bit more. Yep. Like don't put that right after the, at the end of the chorus." So them writing the song was one of those moments where I was like,
1: "Holy fuck." But then also y- that you have that like where they talk about like John a lot of people prescribe this like <clears throat> godship to these people and like I, for me personally, I like seeing that these are just people. I enjoy that. I understand why some people wouldn't. Well, and it's, um,
3: it's interesting too, that it's not just the four Beatles doing everything. No. They're, you know, producer and everybody else who's in the room is contributing and helping shape these things, which is even just assistants. Cool to see. Assistants, yeah. assistants
1: yeah. are like, Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. You should try this. Uh, but like there, there's stuff like, you know, people ascribe this, like, you know, godship to John Lennon specifically, especially cause he's dead at this point. Um, he you know people say like oh man listen to this guitar riff this is what he's meaning by that or listen to this lyric it's what he's meaning by that but there's one part in this where he says something i forgot i forget the lyrics so i, I apologize but like some i think paul's writing a song and then um john goes no change it uh, a mind could uh change or like only a mind could uh do that and he said that makes it sound more psychedelic and i was like oh man <laughs> there's no subtext there's no subtlety to that it is literally him just being like man wouldn't that be trippy
2: i think that's where he was at and like uh george harrison had like his spiritual advisors oh yeah no george harrison's friends his friends they were just like sitting in the corner on pillows and stuff it was like that they were all just going in such separate ways except for ringo He was the one that was just like, I'm going to play the entire time. I'm going to get drunk. I'm going to get drunk. while you guys fight. While you guys fight. He was was
0: drunk the entire time. He he, wasn't drunk. Pretty much, yeah. If you look at his eyes, they were just so sunken in the entire time. And it was like,
2: anybody want tea? And Ringo's like, I think I'll have a beer. (laughs) The
0: best
1: scene is when they're in the third episode when they're sitting there talking about like, hey, are are we going to do this performance? And Ringo goes... I've, I've just farted. farted. <laughs> I've just farted and I and nobody got a of that.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no yeah. No anything. one
1: says anything. <laughs> but then uh and then nobody responds to it and he just goes, Sorry, I just thought, you know, I don't wanna just sit here and then you guys smell it and like <laughs> Uh, i'm just sitting here not saying anything about it and then paul literally turns around and (laughs) and paul turns around (laughs) and walks about six feet backwards and then turns back to continue the conversation yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah.
2: and he's like fighting off a smile
1: it's so fucking that's probably my favorite part of this so adam you go hagan you're gonna be last
3: i mean there's a lot of good moments in here both things that y'all mentioned like seeing the songs come into formation and where they kind of started is cool but it gets a little repetitive hearing some of that over and over and over and and uh it drags like pretty terribly in the middle like if this was a maybe six hour thing that they split into six episodes i think that'd be a lot more interesting because they could have edited around some of those points where it drags because the end is cool with the rooftop concert that was cool to see um and then like them you know leading up to that is obviously it's it's interesting enough but it's man it's long so
1: but like i mean like i think we've we said it's three episodes two hours and like 40 minutes first episode three hours for the second and then like two hours 20 for the last one but like i found myself on that third episode i was like i've seen all this like a majority of this footage for the rooftop thing so like I severely checked out at that point, especially when they play Get Back like three times. I'm like, I get it. I think the, I know the song, dude. The
3: editing that Peter Jackson and his team did for that rooftop concert was interesting, at least to me. They, oh, yeah. They, with they were the, showing the police the multiple, officer. Yeah. Multiple camera angles and they were showing what's going on downstairs and mixed in with what's on, you know, up on the rooftop. Have the you seen like the, the, the actual, uh,
1: the one that they released? Uh, Probably the rooftop not. rooftop footage. No. It's like twenty minutes, I think. Yeah, it's very digestible. So I was and completely I would say, ready for yeah, that, and this then it is, goes on for like forty minutes. This is the
3: full thing, so it's forty minutes. Yeah. So that's uh, if you're into it, then it's cool. If not, it's forty minutes. You don't want to sit there and get all of it, obviously. <laughs> I,
1: I do agree that that is like the crowning jewel of this piece is that rooftop concert, especially when you know it's their last show. Um, right.
0: Yeah, pretty cool. So Hagan? yeah I mean I think I think overall I would say that there's like there were moments I was watching it that I was like I'm like why would I complain about any of this this is fun and then like uh, something would happen and I would get back into this like I I'm having a panic attack while I'm watching this this fucking sucks (laughs) so there was a tweet that I read that was um, if you didn't have uh, if you weren't triggered by the first episode of this Beatles documentary then are you really a musician (laughs) Uh, and can (laughs) we unpack that because I know what you mean by that (laughs) Yeah, so go ahead and explain it. So it it doesn't it happens some more like some like in the in the second episode a little bit, but the first episode is a lot of them just like uh, uh, writing and rehearsing, and so is the second episode. But the first episode is a lot of this this dynamic that you see in every single band at every single rehearsal, and it's really hard to watch sometimes. Um, It's not hard because it's like whoa they're fighting. This is so uncomfortable. It's hard because it's like. It's not just how the sausage is made. It's that I've made that sausage, and I don't need to see. I don't need to see the the most famous band in the world make the same fucking sausage.
1: And you're not saying here like, oh, I could make no, a no, Beatles no, no, no. song. What you're saying is, I've experienced this. Yeah, this is trauma. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like
0: too it, many cooks in the kitchen. It's, it's 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 this whole thing of like, it's this whole thing of okay, I have been in Ringo's position where it's like drummer sometimes doesn't know what to do and just walks away and is just silent and also just playing while someone they're like trying to figure shit out. I've seen a a Lennon type sometimes where he just can't help but fuck around and can't help but like like I'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) I'm also I'm sorry Dave for calling you Paul McCartney last week (laughs) after that after watching this I was
1: like oh I have to apologize to Dave (laughs) Dave you're much nicer than this man
0: i i i can't I, like like I, i've seen i think i think there's actually been a moment where each one of us uh, as musicians has been a mccartney type where we have taken control over rehearsal and we have seen or a songwriting session yeah. We have seen the way a song is supposed to You're go just
1: like it's a c chord you can't have a g in the root <laughs> sorry <laughs> i'll get him one day
0: uh but it uh, was an
2: e in the root
1: <laughs> no it wasn't <laughs> I wrote the, the song. The chord
2: with the G the root is
1: literally my favorite chord. Me
0: too. Then why'd you stop me? It Move was on. An e. It was in the it moment. It a G. There was that whole part. I'm not third... trying
2: to come after you, man.
0: The... Come before him. There was that whole part Fucking in the third. Over here in the third episode, where where they were asking Billy Preston what like chords they were playing. He's like, uh, is if it's uh-huh. a C and an E, and I think Billy's looking like that's not what you're playing. Like... No, no. <laughs> and then he's like oh but a c and an f sound real good together yeah, <laughs> he's like i've exactly. done that thousands of times yeah. <laughs> it's george uh, sitting there and i thought about that
1: like whenever that was happening i was like i guess what i need to put myself is in the mind space of like this is 1969 they can't look up what right. they're doing yeah. like he, they're, he's literally like is this an e7 and like for me i would just google e7 piano chord yeah but like for them they're like well this guy toured with little richard he, he knows well, and yeah. they, they've
2: talked about driving to different cities to to go to a guitar player's house that knew certain chords yeah, yeah. hey let's go we have to drive make a three-hour drive to so, so-and-so's house to see a seven sharp nine chord like what's that voicing
0: yeah they, well and in the first episode I guess when it was when they were writing get back the first time they kept playing that sharp nine and, they like, yeah. and they're like they're like uh, I think didn't I, I think Lennon says it's it's quite antiquated that chord is. No, <laughs> yeah, that was George. Oh George said yeah, that Yeah, he was or
2: no, no, yeah, it was Lennon. Yeah, he was yeah. like, That's an old chord. Yeah. And Paul's like, Yeah, it's like fashion, it's just not in style anymore. <laughs>
0: I looked at my mom and just started screaming. No words. I was just like, this is so fucking frustrating to watch. George
2: Harrison was like, it's a chord, man. I mean, what are you talking about?
0: But then, so
1: like what you're talking about, Hagen, the way you just, and this is how I understood it after you and I talked, uh, you know, when we were trying to have me not get punched in the face. Um, (laughs) But the way you explained it to me is like, man, right now you're a musician and like you, that is your job solely. That is all you do. And you are trying your best to get to ascend to the highest level and like that will be the only thing you do. Um But you see this and the Beatles are what most people associate as like that that's the peak of that's the peak of the mountain. That that's it. And you look at it and that's so frustrating to see, Oh my god, even if I get it they're like it's the same shit. They're
2: yeah. talking over each other. We do they're, that now. they're they're playing over each other. Some of,
3: some of that and then they don't at some point seem to understand, like, how someone's doing something. And it's yeah. like, but you guys are, like, the experts of all this right there, now. There is time, like...
1: George is playing, like, uh, I, I think it was George, but, like, they're in Apple Studios at one point, And, like, uh, he, they couldn't get the PAs to work inside the room. And George is like, I've been playing the wrong chords the whole time. And I yeah. was like, and you didn't <laughs> say anything? You didn't say, hey, Paul, what chords are you playing? He's just like, I couldn't hear myself in the PA, so I just... Kept playing the wrong chords.
2: Yeah, because George Martin came in and was like, uh, "Hey George,
1: can I help you with that? What are you doing?" <laughs> He's
2: like, oh, "I can't hear myself, man. I've been playing the wrong chords all the time." <laughs>
0: That's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. It, it's it's just this thing where like the like the only difference between uh, their rehearsal and songwriting session and the rehearsal and songwriting sessions that we have is they have assistants who bring them lunch and to bring them their drinks, whereas like and we have to write go, their mumbled lyrics yeah to write down all that like like whereas we're like okay so we're done writing let's go get lunch we'll come back and then we'll yeah. like we'll keep working uh but- and it's 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 definitely it points very cool i think honest like there were points where i was like this is is really neat to see how they're getting there and then you get past that point like i said and i start to see like i start to see another a moment that i've experienced which is, uh, most musicians have in those rehearsal settings experience and it's like fuck i hate this i hate this this is so like this just makes me feel uncomfortable. This is so weird.
2: So I, I do want to come to McCartney's defense, especially at the – was it Wickingham?
1: Is that what it's called? Wick? No, twi- Twinkingham? Twi- Twickenham? Twickenham. Twickenham? Twickenham. So,
2: yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah. when he was there, he was like, hey, like, we we got to at least get 14 songs done. And to George Harry, he's like, you're spending so much time on one riff. Like, Just cut it out for now. Let's get the parts down to all these songs make it way simpler, and then we can make it more difficult. I think,
1: I think both perspectives are valid because one, the, the rest of the band was like, hey, we need to figure out this song. And then Paul McCartney was like, no, we need to move on to another song because we're just going to keep playing this song wrong. I think both are valid.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But the yeah the problem is they weren't all on the same page. Yeah, no. and then Lennon's over there doing whatever he's doing at that
1: point.
0: In the first Jeez. episode, he was barely there. Yeah, I, I think I, I think that like the thing with McCartney that I like bothered me. The like the reason I I got so upset with McCartney, and maybe I'm like just uh, uh, I, I maybe this is some weird complex I have in my head. But I was like, I I've, I've done this shit. I've, I've been this asshole in the room before, and I've gotten up from behind the drum set and walked away, and then, like, I fucked off like Ringo. But also, sometimes I've gotten up from behind the drum set in a rehearsal and have stood there pointing at guitars and basses <laughs> going, Yes, no, how about we do this instead? Right, or, do like, you, do you have the same vernacular as a da ba bum ba da ba bum bum? You gotta do that. Or, or, like, or like, 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 I've had situations where people will come into a room and they want like, we're working on a song, and, like, they'll have, like, this brief idea, and then they'll look at me and go, okay, now what? And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> We've had, Dave and I have had that experience so many times. yeah. And it's just like, it. it it's, I think that that was one reason why I got so upset with the McCartney thing is I was like, I hate that this is what I could be like sometimes. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> Is double syncopation a real term? No. No. <laughs> as soon as I heard that, I was like, look, I don't know jack shit about theory, but I was like, that's the type of thing I heard. I was like, I bet Hagen and Dave are gonna hate they that. They just they you know? just said words sometimes because they they it, like, like which so, is fine. Yeah, yeah, it gets I, the point across. But like there are times where I was frustrated that like man, they're pointing at Ringo going did that do that did that do that, and then yeah. they they say stuff like double syncopation. And I was like, well, that's not a thing. I don't yeah. think
0: it's a really good PSA for all like guitarists to to, to stop like making drum sounds at your drummers <laughs> learn how to at least make good drum sounds at your drummers that's what i was gonna say yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh or, or 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 just like uh give a better explanation than that i think also one of the funniest moments is when he's like playing let it be because let it be like there, it wasn't finished but it, as soon as it started it was like oh man this this yeah. feels like let it be in a lot of ways already but then when Ringo started playing drums on it, he was like trying to like do some weird swing thing on top of it. I was like, this fucking sucks. Yeah. There's no way. And then when they're like almost done writing it, I think in the third episode, uh, Paul turns Ringo and is like, yeah, let's do less. Let's do less. Well,
2: and, and Paul <laughs> said, he was like, I want you to do like,
0: yeah, exactly. I was like, Oh my God, Paul's a fucking genius. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh man. I just like my big thing, but like, so sorry. Uh, on the flip side of what you're talking about, Hagan, I did see some like really cool things that like, it was cool to me to see that like of, Oh, I do this. So like, really there's not too much that like, I like taking away that God worship of people. Totally. Like I used to idolize Tom York in an unhealthy way. And I have gotten away from that so much. So like the idea that you can like, there's some up and coming musician who maybe had an unhealthy relationship with the Beatles, uh, Possibly, you know, knocking that down a little bit, I think is super healthy for like actually being able to write. And then there was a lot of cool things of like some of their like o- opening uh, things that they would do when they would get in for a day is they would sit there and start playing other people's songs. I was like, holy shit, I do that. Like every band I know does that of like, hey, man, I just learned uh, Panama. Uh, by uh, Van Halen, you guys want to fucking play it? I just learned
2: Tom Sawyer. Yeah, and then you start. <laughs> you kind of had a Canadian accent. I <laughs> just learned Tom Sawyer. But um, I, I, my, my initial reaction to that when they John Lennon it was particularly John Lennon and Paul McCartney kept Doing like playing Dylan like songs. Yeah, old, old songs too of theirs, and I was starting to get annoyed at it. And then I thought, like, well, wait a second, what's the context for them? They haven't really played together. They're yeah. so isolated in their own little world, so they have to have fun themselves right. so if th- if that were a rehearsal that we were doing and we were trying to write a record and we continually just kept playing other people's songs i would be like what the fuck are we doing yeah,
0: yeah. and and they also like they they, they kept like they kept forgetting their old songs too yeah which was really like like talking about like the humanizing side of it they kept forgetting their own songs uh and they kept just like having a ton of fun with it no matter what it was which was the like like i think my favorite part was in the second episode when they were writing and recording stuff and uh Like, it's the end of whatever day it was, and Paul and John start talking, and you just hear pure rasp in their voice. And I'm like, they've been fucking working their asses off. Like, like that's an imperfection that you would have never, ever seen of the Beatles. You've, you, you could never, ever imagine that they were hoarse or their voices were ever tired. I think that was one of the most impressive things I thought on the first episode was how much they were singing and working. And they never seemed tired and done. They were just and like, we're gonna keep smoking. singing. Yeah, exactly. The, oh my they're, God. they're
1: doing shit where like, they're doing little joke takes where like, Paul McCartney will break out this like, ear like bending uh falsetto falsetto. where i'm just like man that just like took away like whatever you had for
0: like whatever takes you had going forward but it didn't and they just do it yeah then paul especially just keeps keeps doing it and he can still sing that way yeah exactly it's crazy
2: but that was uh the i think one of the first records they did where he did um god what's the song twist and shout Shout. yeah Yeah, yeah, that was the last song at the end of that recording session they they
1: only had one day to record that So that's why
2: john lennon's voice sounds like that yeah it's like so crazy
1: i think there's just a lot of cool stuff in this but it is so few and far between with the amount that's in it i love peter jackson but Hagen made a great point to me whenever i talked to him about this beforehand um and he said man don't you watch uh the lord of the rings like once a year and i say yeah i try to do that every december it's just like really nice for me comfort And he said you need to make sure you do that pretty quick after this, uh, because otherwise <laughs> you're going to resent this, man. I was like, that's a brilliant idea. I think I'm going to do that. So I'm going to start this week, I'm going to start watching The Lord of the Rings <laughs> to remember why I love Peter Jackson. Along with that,
3: though, I can imagine if you're a huge fan of The Beatles and you really enjoy this documentary, that might be a thing that you watch once a year.
2: Do I'm probably begin- going to do that.
1: Okay, so that that's what I was going to... Who is this for? Because I feel like I mean, I can't think of a band where I would like this kind of deep dive and one, I, I wouldn't want to watch Radiohead. Did really? I wouldn't want to watch Coheed do it. I, I can't think of a single, like, I'm talking about, like, maybe a career-wide documentary, a series of, like, nine hours, I would like that. But, like, for one album, I don't, I wouldn't want to watch that.
2: I think I would for most bands. Because I, mean, I just yeah, really the, like that process. The
3: behind-the-scenes nature of it is, it's, if you like it, it's cool that it's yeah. nine hours.
2: The other thing I thought was cool that we haven't really talked about yet, not cool, but glad I'm glad they put that in there was seeing like the guy the the guy from the publishing company come and talk to them and oh how much Oh my god, I hated yeah. that. They, they, I, yeah, fucking,
1: <laughs> I was like twenty minutes of like, Yeah, so we bought uh do shrimps make good parents? What do you think about that, Paul? And I'm like I don't give a fuck what you but think but about that Paul the, the, <laughs> the, but the thing I liked
2: about it was how much uh, eventually Paul was like man I'm fucking over it like I don't want to talk about this anymore just and like like the entire band us. yeah but the entire no, band it, just they just get up and basically are like fuck you man and yeah. he's like I'll send you some records and Paul's like okay cool man get the fuck out of here and like all the people around them were constantly trying to be like where are we going to do the concert where are we going to do this stuff and that they're was, like that we got to figure thing, that though,
3: out I thought was kind of cool cuz I I never really like, knew the story behind how that didn't happen but it it's like crazy because they're like well oh, we're gonna go perform like in front of the pyramids and you're like what the fuck yeah, Look, yeah. they were
0: they were the most useless group of people trying to decide so where, to, yes. where to perform like it was like like the the management's like where are we gonna do this and they're like oh what if we tried to do it in parliament and got kicked out and they're like ha 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 and they're like no really that'd be yeah. fucking punk rock it's, it's, it's like, a combination
1: oh. of like you could tell that they were like agoraphobic in the sense of like we don't want to leave london we don't want to leave. right? I, I, but then it was also like, then they'd say shit like the pyramids. I'm like, well, you can't, like, you got to pick something, dude. Yeah. yeah. I,
0: I, I love that they landed on just like, what if we did it on the rooftop of this building? And Paul's like, oh my dude, God. That
2: scene <laughs> where they tell DePaul and put him in slow motion. It's yeah. like yeah. Glenn Johns and Mal. They're they t- like-
0: They take away, like, they, they have no- Because uh, he's
2: super stressed at that point. They
1: take away the, um, the sound. So all yep. they, they put up a text that says, Mal just is uh, recommending a new location and Paul's sitting there like hands uh, on his face and then like the guy says what we can assume is rooftop and like Paul looks up. And he like he's messing with his beard, and he's like, "Yeah,
0: yeah." And then he and gets, gets this like
2: five hundred yard stare where he's just like can see it, and his entire mood lights up. Yeah, there's a distinct shift in the sessions at that point for me, yeah. especially after Billy Preston comes in. But like, yeah, from well, that they well, have a plan. Yeah, they yeah. have a plan, and then it's like the uh, what is it Heather? His uh, Paul's daughter
1: is there? No, yeah. it's Stella.
2: Stella? Uh, That's yeah. Stella, right? I think. so. Oh, I don't know. Well,
1: yeah. Stella McCartney is Paul's daughter. She's a fashion designer. Yeah,
2: but she's there, and like that—that that brings up the mood. That was my favorite part. Was from oh, yeah. then on out. That, that's where I love that. How old dragging. are the cats?
1: Uh, two weeks old. Well, no. you don't want to eat them yet. You don't want <laughs> to eat. Them.
2: And it's a black cat. He's like, oh, you don't want to eat black cats either. I was sitting there. I was you like, don't damn.
0: eat cats. They don't taste good. <laughs> I
1: like it was killing me, like seeing so much shit that John Lennon does, where I was like. Oh, do this to my niece like i just <laughs> perpetually <laughs> fuck with her and i was like fuck no yeah. i can't be this man yeah. <laughs> but to my like too. it was you know when billy Preston came in like you could tell like george had quit at that point and was back in the band which we didn't mention like and he like to drive on the point that like halfway through one of the days george just gets up and he goes well i'm leaving and they're like, what do you mean? And then he's like, I'm leaving the Beatles. I think I'm done. And he puts his stuff down and then he walks out at lunchtime. And then they come back from lunch and they're like, I think George actually isn't coming back. And they, you can tell the band is confused that like, well, we don't know. Let's wait. And then they get to the next day and they find out, oh, like, yeah, no, George isn't coming back. And to drive home the point, they had a uh, clipping from George's diary that says, left the Beatles today <laughs> around lunchtime went home and took a nap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. he just stands up, but I think he says something along he the says, lines of like- He says, see you around the clubs. See
2: you around the clubs. Yeah, but it's like, he's like, I think I'll leave now. And they're like, Why? Well, he's like, I'm leaving the band. Yeah. So and it like, was they, so cavalier they casual. Tell. Yeah, they, they,
1: But then like, so like at that point in the second episode, they get him back and then they like, they don't say this outright, but one of the stipulations must've been like, hey, we're going to Apple Studios. This is going to be more relaxed than it has been. And then Billy Preston comes up who like, Billy Preston had played with little Richard and uh, met them in Hamburg while he was playing with little Richard. So like really good friend. Like when you have friends that are like uh, who have been around since the formation of your band, like that, that's something that you just can't break. It's yeah. like, it, it is like a childhood friend for bands, for musicians. I mean, I know we all have that. Um, so like Billy Preston comes in, they're like, Oh, you want to play some songs? And like, it's completely organic. They're yeah. just like, Hey, you want to play? And you're right. The, the, the spears just lift up as soon as he's in there. You can tell Billy Preston is just like, man, I'm playing with the Beatles. He doesn't yeah. even know he's going to be on the record. He's just like, I'm playing with the Beatles. He's just smiling. And you can tell everyone else is like, oh, we get to show this guy what we're doing. And they, they start lifting up. And I was like, this is wonderful.
2: It's also funny, too, how uh, George Harrison keeps mentioning John or er, uh, Eric Clapton. Before he quits. Yeah. And so at one point in Apple Studios, John Lennon's like, let's get Eddie Clapton. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you fucking assholes. <laughs> it's like really stab the knife in and yeah. twist it around.
1: <laughs> That's
0: a great point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think to go back to what you're saying, who is this for? Um, I think that this is like, this is meant to be for everyone. Because I've seen yeah. a lot of people post that, like, who just aren't Beatles fans. This is like the best documentary I've ever seen, and I'm like, and I'm like, listen, good for you. I'm not gonna yuck your yum here or anything, <laughs> but um, man, an, like a nine hour long documentary is like the best documentary you've, and it's and it's like of like the substance that's there. I read, I read, I read Have a post. You seen that, a Ken Burns documentary? <laughs> I read Damn. a, I, I read a post that said that right when i heard the part where like i was i think it was episode three where they're like what'd you have for breakfast this morning i was like this is the best documentary ever what <laughs>
2: sorry i was late fellas i had to eat breakfast yeah. it's like riveting My, this is fucking riveting yeah.
0: and here's the thing is doing,
3: like, doing that once in this documentary is like oh that's funny it's yeah, like we're, it we're seeing how happen. it is and then it's fucking 20 days yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like oh it
2: was it was necessary for yoke to for us to hear yoko ask yeah. for toast like
3: we got twenty days of with seeing marmalade. what they had for breakfast,
0: and there's, it's like that's
3: too
2: much.
0: There's one shot where they literally are zooming in on like a bunch of sandwiches waiting <laughs> yeah. for them to eat, and Kara was sitting there <laughs> watching with me, and she was like, "What is this? <laughs> what what
1: what is this? What is happening right now?" To me, am- they're they're talking like Peter Jackson has been working on this for like four years, by the way. This is not a, like I I made the joke like, "Oh, this is his pandemic album," and I was like, "But it's not. He's been working on it for four years." I'm like, "This is so to me, it feels so like." haphazard and slapped together because it's just like it doesn't feel cohesive i'm i was sitting there after the first episode i was like this this is too much and then after that every the, the last two episodes i sat there and was just like as an exercise in my head i was like can we remove this absolutely we can i was just like <laughs> i was editing it in my head and i was like okay so why do we need this whole scene of Paul McCartney reading the tabloid, you could you while could get while John a, Lennon's playing. You I, I can did get away with it.
3: enjoy that the first time. No, they did you it, can. And Then they do it a bunch of other times,
1: <laughs> right? and that's what I'm saying is yeah. you can either do it once all the way through, or you can just do a couple selected right. uh, sentences from it. But they do the whole fucking article, and I was like, "Yep, now you could trim it down here." Um, it's just like I mean,
3: it, I think some of that is going day by day as their like structure for the story was a mistake. One hundred percent. Because yep. most of these days look the same. Yep. It all blends together. They could have easily just foregone having any like historical accuracy in terms of, like this happened right before this and the next day or whatever. But, and just made that in a you know, here's the sessions at the first place, and here's the sessions at the other place, and then here's the concert. There you go.
2: But that's the thing is I think also who it's for is not necessarily a certain audience, but just the course of music history to redirect where it left off from those sessions
1: i think that i they, think it
2: corrects a lot of stuff
1: i think that they think this is for everyone but who this is truly for is the beatles super fans i don't think it's for anyone else and like but like my dad uh he loves documentaries and will occasionally watch a music documentary and he told me like there was one about the Bee Gees recently on it hbo was, it's I think. really good and it's super long right
2: yeah but i would strongly recommend it
1: and my dad watched the whole thing and he was like this is incredible and i was like if my dad watched an
0: hour of this, he would lose his Catholic mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, so I think that it is for Beatles superfans, but the amount of people that I've seen, like, fucking praising it. But, like, for example, like, I, I I saw a post that was, like, I broke down and bawled during the rooftop thing from I know a Beatles superfan. So I know that it's definitely for them, but, like, it's this thing where, like – everyone is watching it and everyone is saying it's fucking amazing and i it's one of it's it brings the question it brought the question to me that was like is is it just because it's the beatles or that's because what, it's good
1: well i want to know for you hagan is there a band that similar to this now i'm not talking about career spanning like would you watch a foo fighters documentary that's nine hours long of one album would, it doesn't have to be foo fighters but like yeah
0: similar style to this do you think i I would watch it um and and it would definitely like do you want it though i don't want it um <laughs> I, I think it'd be, a,
3: it'd be a stretch to imagine it would be the best documentary either just because i it might be the best like
0: nine hour documentary but i don't that's obviously not the best documentary as a result of well, just and let's nine take hours. let's take time out of this equation right because it's a mini series right so it's not just a nine hour documentary yeah. right there are amazing documentary series that are like however many episodes well, long right there. all ken burns yeah, has done ken yeah.
1: nine burns, hour documentaries. is like 11 hours right right but so,
3: they're broken up into clear you know pieces of like what 11 episodes or yeah. something for that. yeah
0: so if you remove time from the equation and just make it like like uh, uh, let's say time is wa-
1: a construct man
0: thank you uh <laughs> and just make it about any band let's say foo fighters for example like i i, I would watch that because i love the foo fighters but I, I also like would begrudgingly watch it like i would i'd be watching it because i love the foo fighters if it was like some if it was let's say zeppelin i don't know if i'd watch that and i love zeppelin what, like uh, yeah no i wouldn't yeah i
2: would <laughs> give, me all, give, me, give me all of it i'll watch it. and like i'm not docking it
1: it's no, just like for me i watched this and like man i was so frustrated by it and at the end of it like my like i watched the first episode really intently and then after that i was talking to my partner about it and i was like i just like this is making me so frustrated and she as i was finishing the last episode yesterday uh she kind of walked up she could tell it was wrapping up she's like so how do you feel now like she was expecting me to at the end of it be like you know it was a lot of work to get through it but i'm really glad i watched it and i said i feel the fucking same she's like (laughs) i'm so sorry like she could tell that i was frustrated about it i was like i got everything i needed to get out of that within an hour and a half well yeah yeah.
2: and we had five days to watch nine hours of footage and uh, we probably all had busy week probably did busy not weekends. help and it
1: didn't help but that would not the, have changed my thoughts on this right, if i yeah. watched this over three weeks well, i would still feel the same the official yeah.
3: like release strategy for it was one episode a day what? which Who's feels like that? a lot yeah like, it could i, know, have been one I episode not week. what happened is like disney wants to own that weekend of like people discussing media is you know they're going to talk about this
0: and it worked i came yeah. out earlier the week too yeah did you like at like uh
1: thanksgiving or anything that you're doing did you talk about it with people not really. Okay, I, I mentioned, I it. Yeah, I mentioned I it. it. I mentioned it. I watched it. Well, no, to my partner. I mentioned family. I was watching it, but yeah. Yeah, so no,
0: my, it was it was brought up because my a lot of my family likes music, music documentaries, so it was brought up, and because we were watching the Atlantis documentary earlier, so it just kind of just naturally came. Look, up. we get it.
1: You watched a good documentary. We didn't. I saw <laughs> that. I saw it. It's um,
0: funny.
1: Yeah, but like you know they succeeded in that. Like I talked to my partner's family who like, they are like, yeah, no, we're not going to watch that. Why'd they do that? And I just was like <laughs> explaining it to them. And I was like,
0: I mean, does this appeal to you guys? And they're like, absolutely not. And yeah. so, yeah, yeah. but then, but then someone's going to be sitting on Disney plus and going, you know, I, I like the Beatles. I, I, I do like the Beatles. So I'm going to, I'm going yes. yeah. to watch it. I'm going to watch it. That's what I'm, that's,
1: the, that's where it comes into that category where I'm saying they think this is for everyone. I have done the same thing uh, where I've, like, saw, saw a like, I, I think it was, uh, who's the uh guy, the Mississippi Delta Blues who died, like, 21 years? Robert Johnson. Yeah. There was a Netflix documentary on it, and I was like, I'm not a huge fan of Delta Blues, but, like, I'm bored, I'll watch it. And I watched the whole thing, and I loved it. But this is the type of thing that, like, I would have probably done the same thing organically, just I'm like, yeah, I'll see what this is about. And then we're we'll like, nope, I'd nope out real quick.
2: Right. Uh I'm, I I also wanted to mention the scene. Like but that was the thing is that if we could have edited it down further, there were a lot of really good gems in there. Yeah. And, uh, do you think you would have enjoyed it more had it been more consumable?
1: I think like 3 hours would have been like a sweet spot for me.
2: 3 hours straight or 3 hours broken up.
1: 3 hours straight would have been fine either yeah, way, yeah. but I think 3 hours straight would have been good
3: Cause I, that, I feel like if they did either of those things, cut it up differently lose the day structure that they had for some of the story at least at parts of it because it doesn't matter in the middle like what day they're on really
1: here's what you do you you have really i see this as three peter jackson are you listening (laughs) hire me dude Uh, this is jackson jackson your country seems pretty safe uh right now to me so i'd love to come (laughs) um here's what you do i see this in like they really in the way they did it it's like half and half it's half at that uh twickham uh recording right, yeah. studio or the sound stage and then there's half at um Apple Studios in London. Here's what you do. You start, you have like an hour, it doesn't have to be clean hours, but let's just say an hour. But the first part of the uh, story is uh first hour is in that sound stage and then you have the second hour at the studio, maybe second hour and a half, and then you have it end with the concert. You can have it structured really safely in that way and i think they could have gotten most of it pretty much the same yeah and then release this as like a well i'm peter jackson here's the big old boy cut you just right yeah Yeah,
3: because imagine what the extended edition of this is gonna be i hope it's the 18 hour i think it has to be right i'm gonna watch every minute of it there there are people
1: saying i want to see six all 60 hours i'm like no no
3: you don't. you don't if it was 18 hours broken up not just, like, oh, hey, we hit pause and, like, cut the, you know, thing. But, like, actually, i like broken up in, like, a m- way that made sense into, like, 18 episodes. I think that'd be way more appealing than this.
1: And another thing, I mean, I was shocked to see so much character development on uh, some characters that I was like, man, I know that that character is going to die in a future season. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was shocked. It was a real Game of Thrones situation. I was like, I, like why are you spending so much time on this guy? <laughs> it kind of changed
2: my view on, on Yoko, though. I mean, I still... F- I still I don't think She's an- annoying. I think all the screaming—it's just not I mean, my style. But did you like that it, when it does, Stella, Stella like, started the, doing it? It was
1: so cute. That—that that was, was kinda... the best part. Is Yoko's yelling into a mic, just doing like Yoko noise shit. And I don't mean like, oh, she is making noise. But I'm saying like, it noise music. Yeah. Um, she's screaming into a microphone, and Stella McCartney, who looks like she's maybe like five ten at most, uh, sees that and like a light bulb goes off in her head and she she runs around the room she first takes john lennon's microphone and is screaming in it like yoko and then runs over to paul sits in his lap and takes it and man you can
2: hear john lennon go hey yoko look
1: <laughs> she's like ah! <laughs> i don't understand the, the perspective change uh, for yoko i like i think that comes with most people at this point tend to agree that yoko did not cause the beatles to break right. up and I don't think that this documentary changes, like, how people view I that. Think I think that people already had that in their mind, and then they saw this, and they're like, yeah, you're probably right.
3: There, There is a little bit, though, that's – they one of them, I think, McCartney makes a joke about, like, oh, in 50 years, people are going to, like, see this footage and, like, go, Yoko broke up the band. Yeah. And it's like For sitting on an amp. Right. Well, because it, it was the whole thing about, like, they didn't have anybody in the studio with them, right? Their significant others or anything, and then suddenly they did for
1: this. Yeah. Which, yeah. And she obviously didn't
3: help because she's just sitting around making sounds. Do
1: you think she was there for the Abbey Road?
3: I don't know.
2: I I would assume. I I would assume so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It doesn't matter. I really don't want to dwell on like uh, the Yoko thing because I think that probably does get into, you know, some slightly racist and like uh, sexist territory. It's it's guaranteed sexist. Yeah. So like, like it's one of those things where like, I, I find Yoko pretty frustrating as a person just because like her art is very like, it is supposed to frustrate you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like if she didn't break up the Beatles. No, I yeah. think I
2: think they were just growing apart. I think yeah, it's absolutely. very clear that very, George Harrison was going a different direction. Yeah.
1: He literally uh, says at one point, like, "Oh man, like I write all these songs and I think about like who should I give them to," and I was like, "Wait, fuck that! Yeah. I should write a solo album." And John's like, "I." You don't see John's face; you see the back of his head. But I guarantee you, John's like. Fuck that was my idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, I think they were going to break up anyway. Yeah. yeah.
2: They definitely yeah,
1: it, were. It
3: seems very clear even at the very beginning when they were like starting to go on this project of like none of us want to be here doing the same thing. Like everybody wants to do different things and Ringo's just hanging out. Like, but, can we,
2: but when when John Lennon wasn't showing up that day when George had quit they were still at the Wickenham place or whatever it, you can and it zooms in on Paul realizing that the like coming to grips with yeah. the fact that the band is probably done. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was that almost got me choked up.
3: That seemed like the point where he realized that and then that's also it seemed like that was the point where he's like oh, I have to be the the adult in the room and like finish this. Yeah.
1: Well, and they keep making jokes about it that were like Paul's like oh let's frame the documentary of like in between each scene you'll have like a uh uh You'll have a reporter saying like, "Oh, you know, an earthquake and blah blah blah," and then at the very end, as the documentary is concluding, you'll have the last reporter be from like the BBC saying, uh, uh, "The Beatles broke break up," and yeah. I was like, oh, "They're so like yeah, they're, they're aware. Yeah, it's dude. very clear.
0: I mean." I really like the, the flower pot scene quite a bit. Yes. that dude, that, that is p- one of the best scenes. Yeah. That's kind of fucked up though. When they put the flower. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it is fucked up, but like, <laughs> I mean like whatever you're the Beatles. It's like, I, there, there's, there, there's like this thing where this is like a total sidebar, but it like, I was having a, Conversation at Thanksgiving with my family about like celebrities' privacy and like this is the beginning of it not existing anymore. Can you explain yeah. the flower pot scene real quick? Yeah, so they so uh, uh, when when there was that day you're talking about when John Lennon wasn't there, he comes in later that day. Yeah, yeah. And George uh, Harrison's quit. At yeah, this George point. Harrison's quit. And so John Lennon and Paul McCartney go uh, talk in a private room, and they ask the cameras not to come, but the crew put a, a, a like a recorder, like an audio recorder, in a flower pot, so they didn't know they were being recorded. And the whole just time. set
2: it in the middle of the table. Yeah.
0: And and uh, it's very candid it's it's like it's a very real conversation and my favorite aspect of the conversation is it's two friends saying the same thing to each other and they don't like both accept blame and deny blame it totally ends up being a no no you no, it's me no it's you but it's it's you but it's me and it's like it it, it gets somehow gets them to a place where they feel better but it's a very real friend conversation it yeah. is the
1: most humanizing scene of the whole thing and is specifically humanizing for john lennon because john lennon is very clearly a person as soon as the cameras are on him he starts getting silly and it's probably a defense mechanism and specifically if you watch the documentary when he's behind closed doors he's still doing it but not as much as soon as he gets on that rooftop he is just like the joke guy and it's working for him dude's charismatic as fuck
3: he's in character then and he kind of lets that fall a little bit on this
2: it seems like his it really showed how insecure he was yeah
1: and then the flowerpot scene i was like he's not making jokes at all like this is john linton like if you could see his face i i guarantee you it's very you know stern and just very much talking to somebody he grew up with so can we title this episode "We Watch the Beatles Documentary"? So you don't have to. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> cool. I think I, I think I I have one more question uh, for everybody, which is um, who is the cutest Beatle? I'm gonna. I'll answer first, quite easily. Paul McCartney, especially with the beard, and he talked about it for such a long time. He's like, "What do you think I should do with the beard?" And <laughs> he then he did, ended he up keeping it, and it was lot. great. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. I would have to agree. But at one point, uh, Ringo had quite the bulge. <laughs>
1: i think yeah I, I couldn't look at his bulge because his eyes were so sunken <laughs> yeah i i think it's definitely it's got to be probably paul or ringo for me definitely not george adam adam george had those like psychedelic uh yeah boots, it's like yeah. that <laughs> trying so hard me.
3: yeah mccartney's a good pick because he, he's doing a really good job with the beard the beard's and then great. he's yeah. so proud of it it's kind of funny yeah like yeah. And he's
1: just a fucking great songwriter. Yeah. yeah, I liked it when they asked people on the streets, like, oh, which one? Uh, like, there was those uh, uh, girls two girls standing in <laughs> yeah. front, and they're like, oh, so uh, what do you think about Yoko and John? And they're like, we don't give a fuck. And th- and they're like, well, then why are you here? And they're like, we just want to see Paul. And then Paul <laughs> walks past them, and as he's walking in the door, he kind of does one of those, like, why the fuck are these people out here? And yeah. they missed him, yeah. because the
2: interviewer was distracting them. Yeah. He so just like, waltzes right in. So I was like, good. oh, those poor girls. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, so uh, we watched it, so you don't have to. Do we want to talk about what we're listening to? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, really not much in between this. Uh, I, I, for one, um, one thing that I did not even know was coming out, uh, a band called Thank You to Scientists, which I've talked about many a times uh, before on here, uh, they came out with a new EP called Plague Accommodations, which uh, it's a brisk four songs, 20 minutes, uh, really good shit. I mean, it's not like album of the year territory. But it's one of those things where uh, it was nice to get on uh, Spotify and just see, oh, shit, there's a, a band that I really like, has new shit. But yeah. other than that, like, I've been listening to, like, everything that's come out this year because we're about to do our end-of-the-year episode stressing about that.
0: That's uh, that's that's what I was going to say is I I, I, I listened to – the only new thing I listened to uh, was what you guys listened to, the new Idols record. Um, and I, I did like it quite a lot. And I was super – Going around like that variant, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but – I've just been going back and really like hardcore listening to all the albums I loved this year. Because uh, getting ready for that for the final episode, I'm having uh, strangely a hard time like nailing down uh, my favorite my favorite record. So it's been fun to go back and listen to everything. Because I like I forgot that the Foo, the Foo Fighters record came out in January.
3: Oh yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't recognize that. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I I made a list the other day of like fifteen twenty albums that I'm it's not even on there because yeah. I didn't you realize what year you got fifteen or twenty just things that i've like listened to this oh, year in the same way oh my god
1: i mean like not 15 or 20 of the best yeah, albums yeah. but just like 15 of those considered.
3: are not top five but it's like these are albums i remember came out this year
1: and listened to yeah
2: yeah, I've yeah just, i
3: forgot about foo fighters
2: yeah i've that's just been listening to Beatles.
1: Sign. yeah that that's what i did like even if i'm
2: when i'm driving i somewhere. tried that
1: after the first yeah. episode i was like i should listen to just let it be yeah Because they then released I, a remaster i yeah, didn't like i got halfway through it and i was like nope i'm good
3: that's what I've been listening to this week is the four remasters that they've done for the 50th anniversaries of those albums. Yeah. Uh, the White Album, Let It Be, Abbey Road, and then Sgt. Pepper. Yeah. Uh, and the remasters are really good because they are, I'd say, substantially different in some of the, the mastering that especially comes across in the last two. Yeah. So
1: I don't know if we mentioned, but each episode of that uh, series starts off with this title card that says... Uh, we poured through 60 hours of footage and 150 hours of audio and that felt like a threat (laughs) that just felt like the biggest threat and i was like good god please don't i'm sorry nine hours is good it,
3: it felt a little like explaining about like here is why this is nine hours yeah it's like we had to go through all of this so now you have to go through some of it
1: yeah we went through 60 hours so you don't have to (laughs) well so you know as we're wrapping up um you know these are just our thoughts as i as i said and uh i would genuinely love to whether it's on social media or through email if you felt the complete opposite of us and we're like this was flawless i'd love to hear why because i genuinely i don't think i have anyone in my personal life that would be that way. So I'd love to hear somebody who's not just on like Twitter yelling at me. I'd like to hear like, (laughs) Oh, this is why I like this, you know?
0: Yeah. I think, I I think that the other big takeaway for me is that uh, I, I really did find myself like uh, enjoying the music more for some reason. I don't know what it was. I didn't listen to them outside of the documentary. I'm saving that for another time because I'm pretty Beatles out right now. Um, but, uh, I, I like found myself going, I think I should try this again. And after last week's episode, I felt pretty good on like where I'm at with the Beatles, but now I'm like, Oh, I think, I think now is a really good time. I know everybody's probably doing that, but like, I think now is a good time to go listen and see what I think. Have you ever had
1: on like an album or just like music in general uh a song by maybe your favorite band or a band you really like on a record that you're like oh i really like this record but there is this one song, song that i'm not too crazy about and then you see it live and you're like it just clicks for you yeah yeah it's probably like that i mean that's happened to me on coheed like there's this one song called hollywood the cracked and i was just like whenever i heard it on the record i was like uh it's not bad it's just not great and then i saw it live and i like i was like holy shit this is incredible
0: I think the other, like, big takeaway that I'll have that's partially positive and partially negative is that I think, like I said, uh, McCartney and Lennon's voices are kind of unbeatable. They have some genetic thing in them that just makes them, like, obviously they're good singers, but the fact they can sing for as long as they can and still sound like that, and McCartney still sounds that good today, there's something that's just magical in in their voice uh, that's that's just unbeatable. But um, I definitely, unfortunately, am st- going to sit in this place where I don't think Ringo is good. Still, <laughs> like I'm, like I think that Ringo as a drummer is like, um, it 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 sounds like someone who has learned drums for two years and just doesn't is like just having fun jamming and like learned like heard a fun thing somewhere or like Paul was like, what if he did this? Um, I think that's probably the like the biggest like negative that I wish didn't happen from this is that I just still am meh on Ringo I mean
3: I I think he would probably agree with that (laughs) to some extent so (laughs) because there are points in this documentary where it's like he's very clearly just like not involved in writing some of these songs, and he's just there drinking and yeah. ready to hit the things when they tell him to do. So,
1: you guys remember the Grammys at the beginning of this year when yeah. he was there, and it kind of felt like they just
0: shuffled him out. Yeah. And yeah. Billy so, Eilish is so there, he's,
3: he's been doing that his whole life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, did
0: he, then, what did he say? Where am I supposed to go? <laughs> yeah, where am I? Yeah. Oh, and the mics are still <laughs> yeah. on, Jesus.
1: I mean, like that guy's just lucky. Did you guys know? Um, so their original uh, like drummer or something like that. Peter Best of the Beatles, uh, uh, he, um, it, this was a guy, n- not the guy who passed away, uh, the guy who basically he, I think he was the original drummer for the Beatles, and then uh, they had him replaced, and years down the line, when the Beatles were already um, uh, established, he released a record called Best of the Beatles, as in Peter Best, and it like charted, That's because people great. thought, This was back in the, like, it was a record. (laughs) so funny. People thought
0: it was a greatest hits album. What a genius. That's amazing. That's so good. Uh, Well, anybody have anything else they want to say before I take us out of here?
2: I'm proud that we all watched
3: it.
0: Yeah. 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 thank you kenny we're
3: gonna watch the extended edition right at least adam and i are uh
0: i'm 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 very happy that we all watched it i like i I agree with jackson i think that i probably would have watched the first hour and checked out if it was just me by myself but i'm glad that we all watched it and and got through it and now have perspective changes and um like more interest in the beatles perhaps right at
3: least more like appreciation for some of the aspects of it
0: and also and also a lot of like a lot of uh panic attacks that was fun too i guess um, I, I
1: i can't agree with i'm
0: glad
1: i'm glad that i watched it merely for the fact that like you know so many times we'll, well have you listen to the whole album have you watched my whole comedy special right i'm yeah. not transphobic um <laughs> I can now safely say, yeah, I've watched your whole fucking documentary, dude, and not good. So I'll, I'll give him that. He's, and you he's... are transphobic, by the way.
0: Me? No, 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 Dave, no. Chappelle. Oh, Dave Chappelle. Oh, I knew, I knew that the, the earlier comment was yeah. about Dave Chappelle, but you were looking at me when you said it, and so I was like, "What?" No, not you,
1: not you at all. No one in this room that I'm aware of at all.
0: Uh, <laughs> that I'm aware of. <laughs>
1: Look, man, I got to have my <laughs> Netflix money.
0: So thanks for listening, everybody. Um, uh, yeah, this has been fun. Um glad that we did it. Um, if you haven't already, please hit that follow or subscribe button. It really does help us out a lot. If you're on Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a little five-star review. That also helps us out a ton. If you're on social media, you can follow us at DFTA Podcast or Don't feed The Artist. Um, and uh, we are doing... Uh, the, the year. end of the year album. We're recording uh, that in two weeks. I was about to say something about it and then Dave put his phone in my face and I was like, end up. End. And it <laughs> says, <"Sorry." laughs> i just faunted. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing that in two
1: weeks. So if you want to uh, write in what your favorite album was, what uh, we'll give you a shout out or if you just want us to consider
0: it. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. And we'll, and we'll do some, some posts on social media too. So if you don't follow us yet, make sure that you follow us on Instagram, DFTA podcast. I'm sure that's where we'll put most of the posts. Uh, so follow us there um, and email us at your favorite album at com to tell us your favorite album. You know who yeah, my favorite good. album is? Who? The this album. one. Oh. Guys, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was so <laughs> genuine. <That> was so <laughs> genuine. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, I was stressing about it, but now I know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So yeah, thank you guys so much, and fuck off. Give me a towel. (laughs) No,
1: that's it. I farted. I farted. (laughs) Can we do this for uh, nine more hours, please?